All right, um, so you guys saw the piece of paper and pens on your seats, and I just want to tell you what that is. So our, our vision here, like what, what we're doing is um, we say that we are on adventure with Jesus um, to be set free, to set others free, and to enjoy that freedom together. And freedom, we can just define, I mean, this is the call of, like, this is what it is to follow Jesus. And freedom, we can define as loving God more and more with everything you are and everything you have and loving others the way that Jesus has loved you. And so um, as we prepare to go into the new year, we're kind of already thinking and praying and, and listening to, like, Lord, how are you leading us on this adventure with you in this next season? And uh, part of that answer, we felt like, is um, asking you. And so the question that I, I want y'all to answer on this piece of paper, and then we're just going to take them up somehow. I don't know. Um, we can pass them together. But it's just, what do you need? What do you need to follow Jesus on this adventure? What do you feel like you need to uh, continue to l be able to love God more and more with everything that you have and love others the way that Jesus has loved you? So um, just take some time. Write out whatever comes to your mind. If you need to sit on it and think about it, um, you can use the rest of the service time to do that. And, um, and then we will, Jeremy, what are we going to do with these? Okay, yeah, leave, just leave it on the, the back chair um, next to the door when we, when we go. Okay, um, who is reading scripture for us? Connor. I was hoping it was you. Today's scripture reading comes from Matthew 1, 18 through 25. Now the birth of, our, of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took his wife, but knew her not until she had given birth to a son, and he called his name Jesus. This is the word of the Lord. Father, we, uh, we come to you this morning, Lord, and we ask that you would take this word um, that you have written and you have preserved for us and use it to change us, use it to give us new life, use it to um, make you more beautiful in our eyes. Lord, that we would love you um, more and more with everything that we are, our, our hearts, our minds, our bodies, our words, um, that we would love you with everything that we have and that you would change the way that we see other people, Lord, that people would not be um, tools for us to use um, to get what we want, but people to be loved, um, to be loved the way that you have loved us. So Lord, would you um, use today and, uh, and use every day to show us more and more how you love us um, how much you love us and how secure and how um, full your love is and that we could live out of this love and be changed and then and work your kingdom change um, in this world. So, Lord, we ask that you would do that today. Lord, don't leave us unchanged. Uh, in Jesus' name, amen. So uh, 
if you are just joining us, we are going through this Advent season. Advent is a Latin word that means coming, and we are celebrating um, Jesus' coming in, in his birth. And so Jesus is coming in a, a big way twice. He is coming as a baby, um, and he has come already. Um, and then now we are, we are waiting. We are um, waiting for his second Advent, his second coming, where he will come as a conquering king and set everything right. And... Um, take all the darkness away and, and make everything light and good and his presence will fill the world and, and he will be with us and we will be with him as, as is intended and is what we were made for. And so um, our, our series this year for Advent is uh, called Let Every Heart Prepare Him Room. And what we're doing is we are looking at different people um, waiting, receiving Jesus as he is coming the first time that he came. Uh, born in a manger, and we are seeing from those different perspectives and asking the Lord, Lord, will you use us seeing through your word these people, uh, and either they're receiving or they're not receiving you at your coming, that we would be able to receive you now, that we would wait um, upon your second coming, but also be in a posture to receive you, that you come to us um, every single day, all the time. You were always coming to us. You were always giving yourself to us. You were always speaking to us. You were always leading us and encouraging us, and Lord, would you show us um, the posture to receive you? And so um, today we are looking at uh, the life of Joseph and, um, and just this idea that following Jesus and receiving Jesus uh, when he comes to us will require us to live and respond to him in unconventional ways. And so um, the word unconventional means not based on or conforming to what is generally done or believed. And so uh, you'll see in this story that um, that is what's happening here, is that um, Joseph is being asked by the Lord to follow him, to receive him in a very unconventional way. Um, so get us, get us um, going here, because I, I want to be aware of our, our short time. Uh, Joseph and Mary were betrothed. So this is like a more serious version of our engagement. Um, they were engaged. Uh, they weren't yet married. They weren't living together. But betrothal was uh, like you had to get a divorce to not be betrothed anymore. So it was like a, a more serious engagement. And what happens during that time um, is that what was going to happen was that the wife was, after the marriage, she was going to come and live with the husband. So they're going to build like an extra room on the house of the family of the husband, and she was going to come live and so he would come get her uh, when the room was prepared and they would have their wedding celebration and then they would come back and live with his family. And so um, Mary was betrothed to Joseph and uh, they're, they're very young. And so they were um, still very influenced by their parents and, and living sort of under their, their parents. And then it says that Mary was found to be pregnant by the Holy Spirit. That's a surprise. And so... Um, you know, we read that, and it's so easy to gloss over that, but just think about from, from Joseph's perspective, like this is, I mean, Mary's too. We're going to talk about her next week. But um, think about how painful and horrible that news was. Um, we don't know exactly how Joseph found out about this, but his, his future wife, um, word got back to him somehow that she was pregnant, and it was not his baby. And so it said Joseph is a, a good man. Um, Joseph was a good man. Um, he, was, he was righteous. He was following God. He was doing what was right. He was trying to live rightly. And he gets this news that's painful and it's horrible. Um, and this place where he, 
he works out the circumstances in his mind where we think, uh, where he thinks, where we think that um, we know. I know what this is. Um, that's a really dangerous place to be. Because Joseph's in this place where he is like, okay, maybe this doesn't jive with what I know about Mary. This doesn't jive with um, her character, but she's pregnant and I haven't been with her. And so that can really only mean one thing. And so um, this is the place where we want to stop. This is kind of what it's all about is um, we who say that we are disciples of Jesus, that, that means literally followers of Jesus, um, we actually operate most of our lives so autonomously um, out of conventional wisdom. So again, that definition, based on or conforming to what is generally done or believed. So I am saying um, I am a follower of Jesus, but most of the time it's really just me deciding to live in a way that is conventional. This is what you do when you're in this situation. This is um, when you're here and this is your situation. This is how you live. This is how you respond. And a lot of times I don't even take the time to bring this before the Lord and say, um, hey, what are you calling me to? It's just me kind of moving with the flow, trying to be wise, trying to be good. Um, And I'm very quick to say things like, I already know. You know, like Joseph in this situation, I already know what this is. Or, or I already know this is bad. I know that what just happened is bad. Just immediately judging, immediately getting to this place where it's like, oh, no, no, I don't even have to spend time and thought. I don't even have to reflect. I know what this is. I know that this is bad. Or, or even for you, I know what this is for you. And let me tell you um, what this is, and let me interpret this for you. And I'm just kind of moving and grooving in in the stream, in the flow of the world, and never taking time to stop and really bring this before the Lord and give him an opportunity to speak to me, for him to tell me. Um, like in this case, I mean, with Joseph, it's like there's, there's nothing more airtight than his assumption that, that Mary has gotten pregnant by another man, right? Except he's wrong. Except the, in the most airtight situation you can imagine, um, he would be wrong in that assumption, and so this, this good man who, it says he is unwilling to subject her to public shame. Um, he could have absolutely, under the laws, if he wanted to be really vindictive, he could have absolutely wrecked her. And he's just said, no, I, I, I'm not going to do that. Um, he refused to put her to public shame. He was going to divorce her. He said that he resolved to divorce her quietly or privately. Um, he was going to do this um, in as, as good of a way as possible. Um, this was a, a good man thinking conventionally right? This was a good man who was doing the conventional thing to the, the, in the best way possible. Um, but that was until he heard from the Lord. And this plan that he had was not good. Like, don't miss this. This was a, a, a good man doing a, a good thing, but this is not the Lord's will for him. And so had he just kind of gone on and, and not taken this time and reflected, had the Lord not visited him in this dream, um, he would not have moved and lived in according to God's will for him. And so this, just to stop here, like this is, this is w- what we are called to as people of God, is, is we have to have this category that the Lord is living and active in our lives, that he actually speaks to us, that he actually leads us, that we are not just getting in the flow and moving downstream with everybody and everything else because this is what is commonly done. Um, but that we have this category where we stop. There's a place 
in our decision-making. There's a place when our feelings don't seem to jive with the circumstances. There's a place where we stop and we, we create space for the Lord to speak to us. And we say, Lord, I, I think this is what it is. I'm confused. I'm angry. I'm sad. I'm whatever. But I, I don't really know what's going on here. Would you speak to me? Would you come and, and speak to me and interpret this for me? And so um, God is good. And, uh, and everything changes when um, he speaks to Joseph. He sends an angel to visit him in a dream. And he says, um, Joseph, son of David, don't fear to take Mary as your wife because that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. And so I'm just going to break this statement down um, to help us as we follow God in this world and, and try to live in a way that we are um, open to God working in us and through us in unconventional ways. Um, he says, Joseph, son of David, God is seeing this man. I see you. I know who you are. Joseph, son of David. You are Joseph, and I know you, and you are mine. And you are also the son of David. Let me remind you that I am a God who is faithful with covenant faithfulness and steadfast love to his people throughout all generations. Like, this doesn't start and stop with your small lifespan. You are the son of David, and I was God of David and am the God of David because I'm the God of the living. There is this whole spectrum of human history in which you find yourself as one of the people of God, and the same is true for you and I. And so whatever situation we are in, whatever deep sadness, whatever suffering, whatever um, anger, whatever wrong, whatever injustice, the Lord is saying, I see you. I'm with you. I'm not far from you. Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife. Do not be afraid to follow me in this call to be unconventional, to live not based on or conforming to what is generally done or believed. Um, you know, you have to stop and ask, like, the angel says, don't fear to take Mary as your wife. So that tells us that Joseph is, um, the angel wasn't having to tell Joseph, like, hey, man, ease up. <laughs> like, Joseph wasn't going out guns blazing, like, ready and, and excited about divorcing her. Um, he said, no, no, don't fear to take Mary as your wife. And so you have to stop and ask, like, what would he be afraid of? And it's, it's what other people would think. Um, maybe more than anyone else, what his parents would think. Um, you know, he's, he's receiving this dream, but we don't have any account of his parents receiving a dream like this. So I'm sure they had their ideas of what was going to happen. Um, hey, Joseph, let me just tell you, here's what's going to go down. Um, you're going to divorce Mary. You can do it quietly if you want, but you're definitely going to divorce her, and we're going to get out of this situation. Just think about all the public shame. Think about um, just everything that goes into uh, a situation like this. And the Holy Spirit is saying, Joseph, do not fear. I'm calling you into something that is very unconventional, and you do not have to be afraid. Proverbs 29, 25 says, The fear of man lays a snare but whoever trusts in the Lord is safe. Proverbs 3, 5 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. So there's this, there's this thing in us that is always in these places where we're unsure, in these places where there is suffering or confusion or despair. Um, it is so easy um, to live conventionally out of fear of what other people are going to think about us and what would other people do in this situation. 
and then also just think through our own lens of, of my own wisdom and my own understanding. Well, this, this definitely must be what I have to do. And y'all, we're going to miss everything if we live like that. Because nowhere, nowhere in this accounting um, is there a time to just sit with the Lord and say, what are, if you are sovereign over my life, if you are faithful, if you are always with me, what are you doing right now? To just be so curious about, Lord, what are you doing in this moment? Why have you allowed me to get to this place? Why have you allowed my circumstances to be thus? If you love me and you are powerful and you are sovereign, what are you doing? And believing that um, he answers us when we speak to him and ask those questions. Um, Paul, well, Jesus first is really clear in the Gospels. He says, when I go away, the Holy Spirit is going to come and live inside of you. The Spirit of Christ is going to live inside of you, and he is your teacher. He is going to teach you. He is going to lead you. Think about what that means. He's going to speak in a way that you understand to lead you and guide you in your life. And then Paul says in 1 Corinthians 1, we have the mind of Christ. Like the Lord doesn't reveal everything to us, but he reveals to us everything that we need to know. And that there is this life that God is calling us to, this life that is possible, this life that we are made for, where I am engaging with the God of the universe, and he is engaging with me, and he is leading me and shaping me and guiding me. And so just think about examples of, of what is this to follow Jesus into um, unconventional living. Um, and just these are just real examples that came to me this week as I was just communicating with people and um, thinking about people that I know, but thinking about leaving uh, something known for the unknown. Um, I, I know that God's calling me away to something. I don't know what it is yet, but I know I have to go. Um, walking away, uh, a friend of mine this week uh, had to make a decision to walk away from a very big payout um, at his job because this was going to be something that was not good uh, to be there for the amount of time it was going to take to receive that payout. And um, it was just time to go. Um, starting something new. Uh, another friend uh, left, their, uh, left their business to start uh, a new business and just like, hey, I've never done this before, but I just know this is what the Lord is calling me to do. Or to stay somewhere that you don't want to stay. Or to stand up to unhealth in your extended family to draw boundaries, um, to adopt children who you already know have significant challenges. Um, and then there are things that the Lord allows that just you feel like you don't have a choice in that just happen to you. The ending of a relationship, um, being let go from your job, a diagnosis. And in, this, in these places, in these places of fear and, and confusion and doubt, and, and I think I heard you, but I don't know, and, and these things... Like, everything I'm seeing on paper doesn't seem to line up, and this is scary. Um, as the angel continues to say to Joseph in this dream, for that which is conceived in her is born of the Holy Spirit. What feels like a curse is actually from the Holy Spirit. This source of pain or shame or embarrassment or misunderstanding or disappointment or despair or suffering, this is actually the entry point of Jesus. Your Savior um, is coming to you. This place for Joseph that was so painful 
um, this is the place where God is giving himself, literally giving himself to Joseph in this place. And God often comes to us in these places, and this, this usually is the doorway where God is giving himself to us in these very dark, scary places. And so if the unconventional has no place with us, uh, if we don't have a category for that, um, then we're actually going to miss out on the whole gospel. Because the foundation of our whole lives, our, our hope, um, is, is this very unconventional God doing a very unconventional thing. Um, him making himself born in the likeness of sinful flesh, limiting himself into a human body so that he could suffer and hang on a tree um, to reconcile us to himself. Like that is absolutely ridiculous, right? That the all-powerful God of the universe would choose to live like that. That is entirely unconventional. And it's entirely necessary if you and I are going to have life. And so he comes to us in this way, and he, he bleeds out and gives his life for us so that we can be reconciled to him, so that we can have life for the first time ever, to have this soul life that we were made for, um, to be reconciled to the God who is our maker, who is our father, who is the lover of our souls. Who is this Jesus? Who is this God who who gives himself like this. Um, his names tell us. He is Jesus, which is the, uh, a, a rendering of the Hebrew Joshua, which means Jehovah or God the Savior. He is God saving his people from their sins, and he is Emmanuel, God with us, God with us in those places of suffering, in those places of darkness, in those places of confusion, in those places of pain. And you put them together, and, and Jesus is God. And he is the God who is with us, and he's the God who has come to save us in a very, very unconventional way. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 1, uh, the word of the cross is folly, is absolute foolishness to those who are perishing. But to those of us who are being saved, it is the power of God. For the foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men. And so this is what I'm about to say is something I need to hear uh, very badly. When God speaks to us, it won't always make sense. And guess what? We don't always have to understand everything. I'm going to say that again because I need to hear that again. I'm not always going to understand everything that God is saying to me. Um, but I don't need to understand, and I don't need to be understood by everybody. Um, that, is, that is one small slice of the freedom that is ours in Christ, is I'm free from having to understand and make sense of everything, and I'm free from having to be understood by everybody. And I'm also free to follow Jesus in God's foolishness to see the power of God at work in my life and in the lives of those around me working out his salvation. Father, we, uh, Lord, we are so proud, um, and, and we don't even know it. And, Lord, I, I pray that uh, you would continue to reveal to us um, our arrogance. Lord, uh, so, so many times I have, I have known, I've been so sure 
um, and I've been wrong. And so many times in these, in these big, big and small places of decision and change in life, um, I have just run right through uh, the fork in the road without even consulting you and just knowing what is best. Um, but Father, that is not what it is to be a follower of Jesus. And Lord, you love us so much. It is your grace to us that you call us to live unconventionally, that you will come and you will visit us and you will speak to us and you will ask us to make decisions, to say words and, and live actions that are unconventional. And it is because you love us and you are saving us from ourselves. You are humbling us. You are, you are deepening our dependence on you. You are lessening our grip of control. You're freeing us from ourselves. You're calling us um, to be more like these children who led us in worship this morning. To just have a, a childlike faith and to know that we don't have to be our own dads. You are our father. You lead us. You love us. You're powerful. You're good. You're kind. And so, Lord, I pray as, as um, my brothers and sisters here, as we prepare to go out into the world, uh, this week, as we prepare to go back to um, families for Christmas celebrations, Lord, all these places that we will go, Lord, would you give us um, ears to hear you and faith to obey you uh, as you speak to us? And may we see, would you open our eyes to see the ways you are working out your salvation in our lives? And I ask that in Jesus' name, amen.